Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Droid Entertainment. It is an independently produced show, and if you enjoy it, please subscribe. Feel free to write a review of the podcast on whatever platform you use to ingest podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Blueberry, Spotify, whatever it is. And if you've done all of these things and you still want to help, then go ahead and just send me some nudes. All right? Send me money, send me nudes. Don't be a Jew, don't be a prude. Send me money, send me nudes. Don't be a Jew, don't be a prude. Yeah, I'm actually part Jewish. Now, enjoy today's episode. As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Hello. Hi. How do you do? My name is Michael Aldred. This is Comedy Podcast. This is episode 176. Uh, uh, it's February, sorry, January 23rd. 2023, it's 10.36 p.m. Eastern here in Tampa Bay, Florida, South Tampa specifically. I'm sitting here. The sun is has been set for a while. Obviously, it's nighttime. Uh, sitting in my, uh, uh, new, my new place, right? Uh, I got a, a cool lantern-type light on that gives it like a nice warm light kind of 1800s vibe-ish. I don't know. It's not candlelight, but it has a candlelight glare to it, if if that makes sense. It doesn't flicker, uh, but it is, it's got a little bit of uh, spice. It's got a little bit of pizzazz, maybe a little New Orleans vibe, a little creeper status. I don't know, you know, not, not that, that's not a good thing to say. <laughs> I have a light that gives me creeper status. No, um, it's, uh, it's a little creepy in a fun way, I guess, you know. You know, a little bit of mystery is fun. Um, you know, I think Edgar Allan Poe would agree. I don't know if you guys have seen that new movie, The Pale Blue Eye, with Christian Bale on Netflix. Just watched it last night. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, you know, basically uh, won a chick over by talking, by inviting her on a first date to a cemetery. So I don't know if that's a true story or not, but um, she seemed super into it and... Uh, she was hot, so, you know, if there's any chicks out there that want to meet in a cemetery, hit me up. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's start at the top. Uh, Happy New Year. already did about four or five episodes of that. We're already getting closer to the—we're about three-fourths of the way through the month already. 
So, uh, are you keeping up your resolutions? New year, new you? Huh? New year, new me? New year, same me. Always. It's an ongoing process of doing the things that you need to do to better yourself, right? So, it doesn't matter. I mean, if it gives you motivation, great. Do whatever you got to do to to be the best of you. If that means uh, you got motivation for the new year... Uh, and you, and you capitalize on that motivation, uh, whatever the heaven it takes. All right. Uh, so I encourage you if you're feeling that, but I, for those of you that you, those of you that feel discouraged already, cause you may have let some of your resolutions go. Hopefully you didn't, hopefully nobody did. Right. But if you happen to, let me encourage you by saying it's an ongoing process. It's not something that you, you know, you start now, start now, always, it's always now. You know what I mean? The time is always now. So anyway, um, did anybody get their anal glands express, expressed recently? Anybody get their uh, ani uh, expressed? I don't know if you guys know that term. It's something that I recently learned, so I'd like to shout it out into the ether because I think it's it's a very intriguing thing. Uh, I don't know if you uh, knew, but uh, dogs sometimes... Uh, uh, They'll fart and their butts will stink up the place and uh, vets will do something called getting their the dog's anal glands expressed. So I guess somehow they go in there and clean them out and air it out and wash it out or whatever and uh, it, it, it helps, uh, you know, for, for a, a more, a less pungent fragrance. Uh, you know, maybe you could even use an Edgar Allan Poe term there. I don't know what I'm talking about, Edgar Allan Poe, even though it's not even Halloween time. But I, again, I did watch the flick yesterday, Ed, and uh, and and Edward Edgar was played by a dude that reminds me of Ramsay from Game of Thrones. I don't know if it's the same guy or not, but it could be. Either way, the dude, if it was the same guy, he did a good job of playing a mysterious weirdo again, except this time a good one. Uh, I'm not calling the real Edgar Allan Poe a mysterious weirdo. I'm saying that whatever the character was, whether it matched up with the real Edgar Allan Poe or not, I don't know. I, I didn't know him. I don't even know what he looks like. All I know is he wrote uh, uh, several, uh, you know, dark uh, type um, literature, you know. Uh, we've all read The Raven. That's where the Baltimore Ravens were named after, right? Edgar Allan Poe is from... Uh, Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken, or at least he lived there for several years. So anyway, uh, I enjoyed the flick. I still think that Christian Bale needs to get the um, wart from his nose removed. I, you know, part of me respects the fact that he's kind of embraced what God gave him and said, you know what, this is me. This is who I am. I'm not going to change anything. I think if Christian Bale's not willing to remove the wart from his nose, what that also says is that if he was born a chick with A cups, he also wouldn't get a boob job. You know what I mean? I think Christian Bale is basically saying, this is the way God made me, and I embrace who and what I am and the physical features that I was given. So um, ladies, use that as something, you know? <laughs> or not, you know? I, I like... I... <laughs> I want you to be happy. How does that sound? I want you to be happy. So if that means that you embrace what God gave you, awesome. If you would like to augment because you don't feel like the mole on your nose, metaphorically speaking, is hot, 
I just want you to be happy. If you need to augment that to be happy, if you can find that inner peace, be happy, baby. Be happy. Uh, life is good, and uh, let's let's always see see you know the, the awesome things that life has to offer, huh? So uh, and 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 every once in a while, let's get our anal glands expressed if we need to. So. Um, do I need to read the definition of, of getting one's anal glands expressed? Would that, would that turn you guys on? Would that excite you in any way? Um, cause I'm going to do it right now and I'm buying time by talking. Uh, if you can hear me typing it in, I apologize. I should have been more prepared. Uh, you can book same day where available dog anal gland expression. Ooh, expression. Once you have located the anal gland, squeeze your thumb and index finger together in a squeezing motion and attempt to milk the fluid from the gland. Sounds disgusting. Um, the hole that the fluid will come from is just inside the anus, so be sure not to block the opening with your index finger. What I have to say is... Uh, I don't know if dogs have different anal glands than humans, but I hope they do because I've never heard of any human doing this. And if they are the same, that's uh, slightly, um, what's the word, uh, disturbing. So uh, not, not a, I'm not an anal connoisseur, you know? kind of gross. I apologize if you guys are disgusted and if you're tempted to turn off my podcast. You know, there's a lot of different demographics that I hope to appeal to, but I'm sure that someone out there has turned off my podcast already. So for those of you who've stayed, let's talk more about this. Let's dig deeper. No, I'm kidding. I think I've covered it enough. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully you guys are doing well. Um, I think I've set the stage for the podcast, and now we can get into the first official segment and talk about What's going on in the world? What? Oh my gosh, this is exciting. What? I was wondering if you happen to know what is going on in the world. What is going on in the world? What is going on in the world? What is going on? What is going on? What is going on in the world? What? 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 So here we are, ready to talk about what's going on in the world. The first thing I wanted to talk about is GBT or chat GBT. Have you guys heard of this? It's an AI, artificial intelligence interface, uh, I believe, similar to a, a Google type thing where you can ask it to do uh, quite a variety of things. Um, and it's out of this world. I think it's going to replace things like Google apparently. And it's, uh, so advanced this AI and what it can do supposedly from what I've heard that it, it's slightly, um, scary. I don't know if scary is the right word, but uh, that we need to be careful with it. Right. Because when you rely too much on technology and things like the algorithm, well, let me rephrase that. When you reply, ref I read a, the first assignment I had when I went to Mizzou when I was 18 years old was to read this book, and I forget the name of it. I think it was A Brave New World, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, 
whatever the name of the book was, I remember that it was about the, the future when, uh, you know, when, when, when morality, uh, the, when morality intersects with technology, uh, advanced technology, as well as, you know, things like cloning and things. And if I remember correctly, um, I just talked about how I think my takeaway or either my takeaway from that book or my takeaway at this point in my life when I'm just thinking of these things is that we always have to remain autonomous and that we can't outsource thinking for us, right? You can, you can have um, resolutions to problems uh, presented, but really the ultimate thing and the highest level of being a human is, is your ability to choose uh, and your ability to, to think critically. Um, I think that if, you know, high school students are relying on things like chat BT to, you know, do their essays and their, their, write their papers and, you know, they never actually do any work, then your brain gets smaller, right? So as your, as technology becomes more advanced, the human brain can become smaller and less advanced, um, and, you know, this chat GBT thing that can write, lawyers are apparently having it write their, you know, their letters to clients. You know, now there's technology where you can have, you know, apps, you know, create your content for you if you're a content creator or make your, you know, social media content. Uh, it's the same thing, I guess. And, and that's, uh, that takes, that completely takes away the art if you're an artist. And if you're, if you're, Another thing is the algorithm, which I meant. If you're making things to serve the algorithm so that you'll go viral, then you're actually not making art. Art should come from within. It should be about your relationship uh, and self-expression. Uh, and I think there's a lot of out there artists out there that would agree um, that you know, if you're just doing things to chase the algorithm or to chase money, then you're, you're technically kind of selling out. And what the world needs is self-expression and art and the ability to remain autonomous in our thinking and our, you know, high-level thought and just not turning into just lumps of shit, basically, <laughs> is what, if you become too reliant on, on anything else and you're, 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 you're just like a, uh, you know, kind of like reminds me of the Matrix when, when Neo, you know, when the machines start, you know, just using humans is, 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 is Duracell batteries essentially. Right. So I think it's important that, uh, we use technology to our advantage, but we don't just rely so much on it that we forget to think for ourselves, to question things, to push boundaries and whatnot. Um, and, and not be dictated by things like algorithms and, you know, all these, um, techno technological metrics where we, we lose our interconnectedness, right? If, you, if you're disappearing into your phone and you're on your phone all day and you're not connecting with people, um, that's that's a, that's a bad thing, right? So let's 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 continue to do stand-up comedy, Michael, for live audiences and connect people and uh, make sure that they're uh, you know you know remaining invigorated by uh, by human contact and human touch. I think all those things are important. So that's that's my first update is chat GBT. Uh, look it up. Um, my friend Chris Blackerby, I believe, was the first one that mentioned this to me, and he was just saying how you know you can you can basically ask it, hey, write a two hundred word 
you know, LinkedIn post about the benefit of doing comedy in corporate America. And then you could just have it posted on LinkedIn. It looks like something that I, you know, that I wrote and, you know, is, is, is spectacular. Apparently it, it passed, uh, an MBA entrance exam, you know, and it's a uh, super smart. Let's, let's see what it, uh, let's see what, what the definition of chat GBT is. Um, what is chat GBT? Chat generative pre-trained transformer is a chat bot launched by OpenAI in November of 2022. It is built on top of OpenAI's GBT3 family of large language models and is fine-tuned an approach to transfer learning, which both supervised and reinforcement learning with both supervised and reinforcement learning techniques. So apparently it can learn as it goes. So um, I'm sure that Will Smith's character from iRobot would not be too enthusiastic about Chen GBT. So I don't know, uh, can it be used for, 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 you know, as a tool? Sounds like it absolutely can. Um, we just need to be careful uh, when we become too reliant on technology and the more advanced it gets, I've already shared my opinion on that. So that is the first update of what's going on in the world. Uh, and the thoughts from yours truly, AKA Miguel old R2 D2. It's the noise that I make when I blow a load sometimes because I am the droid. All right. Um, yeah, Jessica, my ex-girlfriend, who you guys have had, uh, you've heard of her on the podcast a few times, a uh, hilarious, hilarious chick, uh, gave me uh, a call today talking about that, um, and uh, she keeps me in the loop with certain things, and, uh, you know, are her and her boyfriend together? Are they getting back together, her, her, her and her recent ex, Dan, Dan is his name, likable fella, I like him, cool guy, I've met him. Um, I don't know if they're going to get back together or not, but, uh, Jessica and I continue to, to, to remain friends and we're on good terms. So I think that's a really nice thing. It's, it's great. And, and I'm thankful and, uh, you know, Hey, whatever, whatever happens happens, you know what I mean? So anyway, what's, um, what do we got? Lunar year was on Sunday, whatever the frick that means. That's not really something I'd care to delve into. You know what, let's, let's find out what the freaking lunar, let's find out what the freaking lunar year is, huh? What is the lunar year? What is the freaking lunar year? It's, um, is it the Chinese New Year? It's the year of the rabbit. Enjoy lunar new year with a 3D rabbit. So yeah, it's Chinese New Year or the Spring Festival it marks the beginning of the Chinese lunar calendar, which is seen as celebrating values like unity and family ties. So, um, uh, the year of the rabbit, happy, happy year of the rabbit, right? Um, Peter Cottontail. Cool. All right. Anything else? Yes, lots of stuff going on. Sadly, I have an, uh, an unfortunate update that you guys may have already heard. There was a, a shooting in California over the weekend. I think there was actually two 
uh, mass shootings. Uh, one in Baton Rouge, the one in California was uh, at uh, a mostly Asian um, kind of a dance uh, place where, you know, kind of an you know, 50, 60 year old demographic, harmless, just kind, minding their own business. And, and it was another uh, Asian who was of that demographic. We don't know if he knew them or not, but it's just heartbreaking. I mean, I hate hearing about innocent people that have to experience grief like this and either lose their lives or people lose loved ones to things like this. I've talked about it in previous podcasts. I've talked about even one of my own teammates who we lost over a year ago now, Cedric Owens, to, to gun violence. And it's just, it's it's sickening to see that we're still having problems with this. And uh, just God bless those people who were involved or if you know anyone um that was part of that. It just sucks. I don't. I don't have anything positive to say. I don't have anything funny to say about it. Uh, it's. It's just sad. So uh, be aware of that, and um, you know, it's something. It's something to, to to. It's just one more reminder of the impermanence of the time that we're here, and how thankful we got to be uh, for our time here. So. Uh, and, and that we have to make the most of it. So uh, time flies. And uh, as, I, as I once told you guys, there was a guy who used to, during the days of the Roman Empire, there was one guy who was tasked with the job to remind the emperor when his ego got too big that he is mortal. So I am also reminding you guys that we are mortal. And... Um, and I think that was the, that's one of the takeaways from that update. So uh, speaking of time passing, Joe, Joe Biden's been in office for two years now. I guess the 21st was the uh, the inauguration date two years ago. Uh, they found some more documents in his home. I think I mentioned last week that they found some, 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 some documents, some classified documents that he had taken. So, you know, first we heard about Trump doing this and then we heard about Biden had, having done this years ago, probably, uh, who knows when or how many times, but, uh, we don't know what documents or for what purposes, uh, I don't know on either, uh, you know, of either of those presidents, um, or what other presidents may have done it before them or why. So I don't really, I, I can't really comment on it. You know, I can't comment on it other than, um, it kind of, you know, it's hard to scrutinize Trump for it when, you know, when, when others are doing, it's hard to, um, you know, uh, isolate, it's hard to just say, you know, uh, to get, you know, it's hard to just point the finger at only Trump when, when, you know, others are doing it as well. So, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to get to the bottom of that. You know what I mean? Speaking of, uh, Trump and Biden, the Oath Keepers, I don't know if you guys heard, but there was, uh, some convictions that took place today, so I guess the, the actual um, actual punishment will be. Um, I guess they're on house arrest until the actual uh, the judge makes the the choice on uh, the, the the punishment for for being convicted uh, guilty of, of. I don't know the exact charge that they were 
guilty of now, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's consequences coming. It looks like for those guys. And, uh, and that's, uh, you know, January 6th there. So again, we just passed January 6th recently. It was two years ago. It's crazy how time flies. I feel like we're in a much better place now. I feel like 2021 was a better year than 2020. 2022 was a better year than 2021. And I think it's looking like 2023 is going to be a better year than 2022. So um, knock on wood, I got a hardwood floor, which is pretty cool. Humble brag, didn't, wouldn't have said it if it wasn't for the spontaneous knocking and trying to find wood uh, as close as possible. I also have wicker on this table. I don't know if that's wood technically, so I didn't want to gamble, went straight for what I knew was wood, not trying to brag once again, but sometimes the truth just comes out. All right. Really love this, this wood floor, by the way. It's like dark brown and um, it's pretty, pretty sexy. I'm not going to lie. So, um, so yeah, anyway, uh, speaking of politics, I don't know if you guys heard about the conversation that's being, it's reemerging right now about black history and critical race theory. Uh, here in Florida, specifically, the sanctimonious, as Trump calls him, is um, uh, there's there's some 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 controversy uh, on where the governor uh, is trying to draw the line for what gets taught. I guess there's an AP African American Studies class that um, they're trying to remove from the curriculum because they claim that it uh, has critical race theory, which the sanctimonious claims is um it's it's indoctrination rather than education or he's he's claiming that he wants to focus on education and not indoctrination right um if you guys aren't aware critical race theory uh has to do with it was in npr uh it, it was uh <laughs> at the heart of america aka my hometown uh, Rockwood School District in, in Missouri was in the news in 2020 or 2021. I'm not sure which year, but it was, it was the big news story where that, that, um, that mom was saying, I'm not racist just because I don't want critical race theory taught at our school. Um, now I'm really hitting some, 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 some controversial topics here, but you know what? I, uh, I feel like it. So, so what I'll say is, uh, we, we, we ha we cannot ignore the past. We, education is very important to explain what has happened throughout history. So I, that's part of education. Indoctrination, you know, depends that, that's, that depends on what's actually, that, that, that's a subjective statement in some ways. I, I, I don't like doing indoctrination as a whole, not talking about anything that has to do with race, right? But um, education, yes, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, we have to talk about the history. I, I think where they draw the line is where they, they call critical race theory the, the thing where they say that, that racism is, is embedded in our country and that it's systematic in, in the foundation and the current, all the way through the current day systems, that it's a part of our thing. So uh, I am... I talked a little bit about, you know, race last week in, in uh, you know, it was Martin Luther King uh, Day last Monday. Um, to be very clear, 
um, the foundation of our country was built on slavery. Uh, we're, we live in a capitalistic country. Um, we are a government that, you know, essentially it's a, it's a pyramid, right? It's, it's, a it's a pyramid structure. The top of the pyramid is, you know, the billionaires, you know, the Elon Musk's and the, and the, um, Jeff Bezos, the J Jeff Bezai, if you want to pluralize Bezos, uh, the Bezai family. Uh, and, 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 and it's like a system where most structures of most companies are designed to, you know, the, the, the lowest employees, you know, either make minimum wage or they're outsourced current day to other, to other countries. So everything is, is set up in a financial um, pyramid, uh, essentially. And, uh, the United States had no limits at one point where the bottom of that pyramid, they were using people and enslaving them to, to essentially be, to, to make them rich, you know, and they abolished that in 1865, obviously, but there was, um, uh, it didn't make it fair. Uh, I'm oversimplifying this, but just because they ended uh, slavery, slavery per se does not mean that uh, things were equal. Uh, and uh, it's been a long battle uh, for equality and equity. And I think that um, there are structures that have been in place that make it very difficult for certain people uh like um, inner city black people or, or minorities, uh, whether anyone's aware of it or not, um, whether anyone is intending for it or not, you know, like uh, suburban moms in, in Wildwood, Missouri, you know, that, that, you know, I don't think someone is, is a racist for, um, you know, for, um, for just being white and being unaware, but it doesn't mean that they're not part of a system without realizing it that is um, that marginalizes certain groups of people, and 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 and, and that system does exist. Uh, so uh, there's a lot to this, but um, it's just sad that. You know, there's a lot of pushback right now, and uh, and I think there's there's there there need they really need to get this right. You know, there's obviously a lot of opinions out there, and a lot of um, a lot a gradient to, to to this thing, but um, we we need to get it right because um, you know we need we need not only equality but we need equity. You know, we need equity. Uh, and the best way, uh, yeah, I, I think I've talked enough about it. I might even delete all this just because it's so, it's not funny. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm doing the, the comedy podcast and I'm talking about something that's completely not funny, but it is important and it's happening right now. So, yeah. So that's an update for you guys. Let's move on because, um. I feel like this is a better conversation when there's multiple people and there can be some back and forth rather than me just speaking into the ether about it. 
and speaking into like a, a vacuum, if you will, without, I don't want to mispronounce anything because it's such a, an important thing to make sure that I'm articulating uh, and uh, not missing my words, which can happen when no one's here to say, what did you mean by that? Or, you know, or Mike, I think you just misspoke. You know, I can't catch myself sometimes when I accidentally say the wrong word and I don't want to, you know, get anything here. Uh, I don't want a uh, small margin for error on something so important, right? So, um, all right. Uh, George Santos is trending for making up things about his past. They were making fun of him on, on Saturday Night Live, which is fun. I, I actually watched some of the episode from Saturday night. It was the first live taping of the year. Uh, we'll talk about that in the comedy podcast, but George Santos seems to be the butt of a lot of humor right now. Not to be confused with uh, George Soros, who... Uh, I'm not too familiar with George Soros, but I think that he's involved with, uh, isn't he one of the names that comes up when it comes to um, the world economy and then also some conspiracy theories at times? Uh, I've heard his name associated with both. So anyway, um, what else is going on in the world? The markets are looking good, uh, at least for the last week or so-ish. My my crypto wallet isn't sucking as much, question mark. Uh, rather than being down one-fifth, rather than being down like, um, rather than my crypto wallet being one-fifth of what it used to be, uh, it's like a third of what I started with. So rather than being a fifth of what I started with, it's like a third now, which is good. It means it, it's growing uh, a little bit. And uh, my, my, my net worth is rising uh so hopefully it's an indicator again that 2023 we're heading into better days i mean i hear that there's still a lot of people have been sick there's been uh, colds going around and flus and, and and also like you're seeing more people wearing masks again uh because i think there's more covid cases that are happening i guess there's a, a new variant out with some long sounding name that sounds like Elon Musk's son. Uh, so obviously in Florida, COVID doesn't exist apparently because nobody, uh, including the sanctimonious, seem to uh, give a fuck about it, whether it's, I don't actually think it's not real by the way, but I'm saying Florida treats it as if it's not real. Uh, one of the reasons that I did move on down here is just because I I didn't want to risk getting my parents sick, and uh, I'm not worried about getting it because I'm pretty healthy, so I don't have any predispositions, and wanted to just come down here and, uh, and essentially breathe, for lack of a better term, and, and it's been good, as you guys know, so <clears throat> good for my comedy career. So anyway, uh, the Tamba housing market, I think I saw, I keep track of certain property here and there, not even on purpose. I think I just have triggers that I forgot to, to disable and uh, saw that um, the, the asking price of uh, this one place, if not more, are, are, are going down. So the, 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 I think the rental market and the housing market is not continuing to skyrocket. It's going down a little bit, or at least has recently, um, which is good. It's nice 
and that's a good thing because I do not own a place in Florida and uh, well it depends on if you're an owner it's bad if you're um, if you're a, a person who's renting it's a good thing because uh, the rent has skyrocketed over the last year and a half here in Florida and it's gentrifying uh, Florida which is a gentrifying is a term that uh, actually ties into the earlier race uh, conversation uh, that I think a lot of people do need to be aware of. Uh, gentrification um, is, um, fuck, am I saying that right now? I need to Google myself, or I need to Google gentrify. Gentrification. Yeah, exactly. It's where, you know, like you you, you go into a, a, a more poor or urban area and then people come in and they put in nicer housing uh, and, and attracting new businesses, which displaces current inhabitants because they can't afford the rent increases and they can't afford to live there anymore. So gentrifying is essentially forcing out lower income residents that don't own there um, by driving up real estate prices and everything else. So that is a thing. And, um, there is an effect. There is a cause and effect to, um, to you know, to, to these dynamics that, that, that I just don't think, you know, I never thought about these things as a kid, but it, it's important to, to, to be aware of it, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, any cuckolders out there? All right. Anyway, uh, Tampa housing going down a little, probably because, uh, you know, the Bucks lost, and I, I had a hypothesis that as long as Tom Brady is in Bucks and in Tampa, and the Bucks are doing well, the real estate market will continue to go up. And it's funny how as soon as the Bucks lost the first round of the playoffs, I got a trigger uh, alert that that a, a property that I was, I was keeping an eye on went down in price. So very fun. Uh, maybe I'll buy it now. I won't buy. I just moved into this place. Um, so, um, something to think about. Maybe we're past the bubble now here in Tampa. Maybe the world is returning to equilibrium. Maybe the pandemic is going away. Still going in some states. Never existed in Florida. All right. Um, Gasparilla. Did it? Did it happen over the weekend? What? Uh, do you guys like how much googling I'm doing? To, to get through this podcast in real time. Uh, when is Gasparilla 2023? Cool. I didn't miss it. That's freaking awesome. It's it's uh, it's coming up on Saturday. So Gasparilla. I thought I missed it because I was doing comedy uh, out of town this last weekend and I didn't miss it. So looks like I can go get my pirate outfit or my Victorian headdress, whatever you want to call it, that I wore in the, the music video, I Am Michael. I need to get it tailored to to tighten up around the belly. Uh, I'm going to see if uh, I have time between uh, tomorrow, aka Tuesday and Saturday, because Saturday is Gatsby and uh, should be a fun time. So if you guys don't know, Gasparilla is an annual celebration here in Tampa. It's basically the parade of pirates. Everyone dresses up like a pirate. It's kind of like SantaCon in New York, except it's it's down here in Tampa and it's for pirates. And hopefully the weather is going to be good. Um, let me see. Let's let's Google. 
Let's Google and see when what the weather's going to be like on Saturday. 69 degrees and sunny, so 69. Uh, so that's good. Uh, looking forward to that. So yeah, Gasparilla. I'm going to be able to go to it this weekend. So if anyone wants to go to Gasparilla, come on down. Let's talk about it. I got a couch you can crash on. Um, all right, that's that. Uh, anyway, NFL playoffs update. Uh, we had the, I like to call it, well, most people who don't under, who don't know the technical words can understand that the divisional playoff game is actually what some would call the quarterfinals of a, of a championship bracket, right? So the quarterfinals of the NFL playoffs transpired over the weekend. There was a total of four games. There was eight teams, uh, which means that uh, after this last weekend, now there's four teams left. So the semifinals will be played. Two semifinal games will be played this weekend. Um, the 49ers will be playing the Cincy Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals with Macaulay Culkin and, uh, and, um, what am I talking about? Forgive me. The, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will be playing the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship and the San Francisco 49ers will be playing the Philadelphia Eagles, and I believe that game will be in Philly. So Kansas City will be playing Kansas City, and the Eagles-Niners game will be played on the East Coast in Philly, which will give the Eagles an advantage if it is cold there this weekend because, you know, San Francisco is in a snowy uh, place. So... Let's just quickly talk about what went down over the weekend. It was a big, uh, big weekend, obviously. Um, I don't think there was any huge upsets. You know, I think the Chiefs were predicted to beat the Jaguars. Jaguars put up a pretty good fight for a little bit, I think, but maybe they didn't. I, I can't remember, actually, off the top of my head. Uh, today's Monday, so I've had one day to forget in my CTE, hopefully, which doesn't actually exist. Uh, you know... My memory is not, I can't, I don't have unlimited memory. Maybe I do. Maybe it's infinite. You know, the mind is pretty spectacular. So I'm not going to limit myself to anything. But I, I will say that I don't remember the specifics. Uh, I just know that uh, the Chiefs beat the Jags. So all the Florida teams are now out. The Jaguars, Dolphins, and uh, the, the Bucks, they're all out. So uh, uh, my Missouri my Missouri uh, connection to the Chiefs, right? Uh, they're in. My California connection to the Niners, huge game. They beat the Cowboys, big deal. You know, that that's a big-time Cowboys-Niners rivalry. I think they were tied for first in the most matchups in the postseason between any two franchises. Uh, I'll, be, I'll spare you guys the details in, you know, when I was a kid growing up and, and how big that rivalry was. Uh, because usually whoever won the 49ers-Cowboys game in the, in the mid-90s ended up going and winning the Super Bowl as well, right? So uh, really, really cool to see that history. Cool to see the Niners come away with a W. As you guys know, I'm, I can't claim to be a diehard Niners fan as I was when I was a kid. I have my own reasons. I can share quickly, you know, just all the change in ownership, change in location, change in management, change in players. Uh, I felt like the Niners just went through a 
a changing of the soul, really, you know, in the, when they, when they moved out to Santa Clara, uh, still happy to see them doing well. And I see that there's still a lot of the Niners that, that stay connected with them. So there is still, uh, uh, an integral part of that soul fabric that, that remains intact, which I, which I enjoy. Uh, you know, I saw that Jerry Rice was at the game and big Joe Montana and Steve Yarrow. And, uh, so yeah, cool stuff. Giants, uh, my Giants lost Daniel Jones and the Giants, uh, who did they lose to? Was it the, the Eagles, I think? I think it was the Eagles in, um, in Philly. And I wonder if any of the fans ate shit afterwards. Maybe the stakes weren't high enough to have any of the Philly uh, fans eat shit yet. Uh, maybe they got to win the Super Bowl again to... To, to be putting fecal matter in their mouth. But uh, if you didn't, don't know what I'm referring to, um, when, the, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl a few years ago, there were people that were eating shit in the streets because that, that was their way of celebrating. So I, I can't help but wonder if, if any of that shit was dog shit and it was shit that I hope came out after that dog had its anal glands expressed, you know, because I, I assume it'll be a little bit cleaner if that's the case, but either way, um, yeah, so the, the, the Giants are out, and it'll, it'll be, you know, either the Eagles and the Niners, and one, either the Eagles and the Niners are going to go to the bowl, or uh, it'll be, so that's one thing, and then the other side of the AFC will, it's either going to be the Chiefs or the Cincinnati Bengals led by Macaulay Culkin, if you will. Uh, and I think that was an upset. Yeah, yeah, that was the upset of the weekend. Was uh, It was surprising. Who did the... Who did the freaking Buffalo Williams lose to? Did they lose to the, to the Bengals? I think they did. Uh, I think that the... And, and I didn't get to see that game live, but it looked like a fun one to watch. It was in the, a, a snow blizzard, apparently. And, uh, they just, you know, I think I was kind of rooting for them just because of Darren Hamlin. Did they play the freaking, I'm sorry, just bear with me. Uh, who did the Bills play? Yeah. Who did, uh, who did the Bills play on Saturday? Man, this stupid Google thing. It looks like I'm not to ask. <laughs> what do they call that thing? Uh, Chat GBT? <laughs> I'm going to outsource you, Google, you freaking putz for not getting this right. Who did the Bills play? Oh, I spelled Bills as Hills. Autocorrect sucks. You know, all this technology BS. Yeah, it was the Bengals. Yep, so they lost to the Bangs. So uh, that kind of summarizes where we are in a very, not the most exciting. Um, I apologize for not having a, a more comprehensively hilarious breakdown of the NFL this weekend. But, you know, I guess uh, I guess that's, that's what you're going to get because that's what I gave you. Uh, last update of what's going on in the world before we move on. The University of Missouri, uh, Coach Yost, um, Coach David Yost, 
who was a former uh, Missouri football coach. He, he at one point was the quarterbacks coach when I was there with Chase Daniel. Um, and then he became the offensive coordinator uh, shortly after I left. Anyway, David Yost, happy birthday. Happy, happy 53rd belated birthday to you. Um, I love Coach Yost. He was one of my favorites at Mizzou. Coach Yost loved me. Um, he was always rooting for me. He was very positive. He has a tattoo of a dolphin on his calf, and he had long, shaggy hair. Uh, super cool dude, super chill always rooting for me, wanted to see me do well, wished me well after I got hurt and was no longer on the team, said he's excited to see my HBO comedy special someday, so always appreciated his his love and his his awesomeness, that's that's the type of person you want to you wanna have around, you know, and um, not all the coaches uh, were like that toward me. Uh, so I always uh, appreciated Coach Yost. Always appreciated Coach Odom uh, and, and others too, of course. But I felt like I had a pretty good relationship with Coach Yost and, and felt close to him. And you know, feel like he saw me and could see that I had talent. You know, I felt like I was seen by Coach Yost. I do feel that I was seen, and that's a that's an important person to be seen by. You know, the, the quarterbacks coach. So shout out to him. Happy belated birthday, Coach. Um, so that's what, uh, that's what I've got for you guys when it comes to go what's going on in the world. Excuse me, I don't mean to be rude and interrupt, but are you ready for the segment known as what is going on in the Gamry world? Oh my gosh. Another beat? Yeah. Like, what is this? This is so exciting. Oh, I don't even know what is happening in the Gamry world, so please entertain me. Talk to me. Tell me. What the fuck is going on in the comedy world? Talk to me, tell me, talk to me, Michael. Entertain me, I'm listening, what, I'm what, ready for you what? to tell me. I want to learn, I want to know, I want to know now. Tell me, Michael, tell me, talk dirty to me. Alright there, guys, so I think we're going at a good pace here. Uh, we've been talking about what's going on in the world now. I got a little bit more for you this week than I did last week, uh, which is good. So I did watch, I, I did my, I did all of us the favor, including myself, of watching uh, some of the SNL uh, episode that was uh, filmed on Saturday night. It was the first live taping of the year for SNL. Um, Audrey Plaza was the host. Uh, learned a little bit about her. I kept, I, I, I was like, is that the girl who was in Funny People? She looked different to me. And sure enough, she was that quirky one. That was the first time I saw her, knew of her, was when Funny People came out. When I was in college, actually, uh, with Adam Sandler, starring Adam Sandler, which was really weird because my college girlfriend's name was Laura and her nickname was Lulu. And that was the name of Adam Sandler's girlfriend, his long lost love. Uh, her name in the movie was Laura and his nickname for her was Lulu. And we went to see that movie and both, both of us walked out of the movie like, what the fuck did we just watch? It was a love story about his long lost love that didn't work out. And we both like walked out like, 
what the fuck? So anyway, that's my connection to Audrey Plaza. Because <laughs> that was her first uh, role that I'm aware of, at least. And I learned that she was a page at SNL. She worked for Saturday Night Live for a while as a page. So that's cool when, uh, you know, the page people, you know, end up going off and having a successful career. So good for her for being able to come back and host SNL. It's a really big deal. Um, and and it's a, it's a really big feather in the cap. I think everyone wants to host Saturday Night Live at least once at some point, uh, you know, who's, who's a comedian or an aspiring comedian or, you know, an entertainer or, uh, even a, you know, a successful athlete that loves to entertain, you know, you look at, you know, even an Eli Manning, right? Eli Manning hosted Saturday Night Live uh, at one point, and it was a hilarious uh, episode. Who, who, by the way, him and his brother continue to make funny stuff. And, you know, the Giants obviously being in the playoffs, there was more more humor, you know, coming out, coming out of Eli. Uh, and uh, got to appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, um, Saturday Night Live, I realize it's no longer on Hulu, and neither is the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show, I guess it's now on only on Peacock, or if you're you get it on your DVR or DirecTV or Spectrum. So we get Spectrum here uh, where I'm living, so I'm uh, I'm able to uh, catch SNL there without having to pay for Peacock, Peacocky, Peacocky, Bukaki. I don't know. Anyway, um, it was cool to see. Uh, it was cool to see some of this SNL. Stuff the the cold opening was fun. You know, it was about football. They did a Terry Bradshaw, Michael Strahan, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel, or sorry, Jimmy Johnson, um, Howie Long. You know, the 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 the, the roundtable thing. Uh, it was fun. You know, I, I, Terry Bradshaw was my favorite, played by that that. I don't know if it's a they them on Saturday Night Live. The newest cast member kind of looks like uh, Ad Bryant. Uh, hilarious to see, uh, you know, the way they portrayed uh, Terry. Uh, Michael Strahan was really funny. I almost feel like Saturday Night Live, I, I'm not going to accuse them of ripping my Michael Strahan impression, but basically they did the same thing where they put like uh, a thing to portray the gap. They used the lisp and uh, it was played black, by a black guy, uh, but uh, the new the new cast member, and he did a good job. But you know, I'm not saying SNL stole my mojo there, but that's one of my impressions that I do. Um, Today we is like two trains on a track, and one of them trains gotta get off that track. This is Michael Strahan. So you know, it was uh, bittersweet to see that. Again, not cu- accusing anyone. It's it's not really like an impression that you, you can't really uh, copyright an impression in, uh, either. Uh, so I'm not upset. I mean, I just uh, I was watching the episode, you know, feeling like I could, you know, be on that show and be doing some of these things. So you know, it's like a bittersweet thing. I mean. It is what it is, though, right? So, hey, I'm happy for the the people that are doing it. Happy for, for Audrey Plaza for, for hosting. Um, and, and and good for them. You know, am I jealous of Audrey Plaza that she got to be in the movie Funny People with Adam Sandler? Yes. Am I, you know, 
whatever. It is what it is. Am I, am I upset that somehow Adam Sandler's story of the woman that he loved, uh, who happened to have the exact, her character had the exact same name and nickname, uh, is my college girlfriend who I loved. And, uh, you know, am I upset that that became true for me? Uh, yeah. Jeez, what the heaven, you know what I mean? Anyway, Adam Sandler is coming to uh, St. Louis. I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, I'm going to be going to see Adam Sandler on February 10th in St. Louis at the Enterprise Center, where I saw the blues while I was home for Christmas. Uh, and the night before, when I'm in Tampa, I'm going to see Jim Gaffigan here in Tampa perform. So I'm excited about that. Uh, both of them are great and different styles, but some of the best out there. And uh, excited to be able to to be part of that. Uh, it's my dad's birthday on the 11th, so I'm going to go with my parents uh, in St. Louis, at least. And um, uh, excited to see him. He had a good time on his jazz cruise down in, uh, the, that left Miami a few weeks back. And uh, he's back in St. Louis now. It was cool to see. Uh, I think I talked about that, right? How we met the comedian um, Alonzo Baden on the cruise ship and was heckling Alonzo. And tried to make a connection with him uh, to help his son, a.k.a. me, which is uh, a sweet and kind and, and thoughtful thing. And uh, apparently they were talking about uh, how comedy and jazz are, are kind of intertwined and and whatnot. So anyway, uh, my dad wants to go see Adam Sandler with me, and so does my mom. So we're going to go. Uh, what else? Bowen Bo Yang did uh, George Santos impersonated him both in the cold opening on SNL as well as in uh, Weekend Update. Uh, kind of funny to see him uh, dancing as one of the drag dancers uh, at uh, you know what was supposed to be like the, the one of the football games. So that was entertaining. I thought um, Tony Hawk made a cameo. Speaking of sports and SNL and hockey and comedy. Tony Hawk made a, a cameo. So that's kind of fun. You know, it's cool to see that he was putting some humor out there. And, uh, I got to say that I'm much funnier than Tony Hawk, but I loved seeing him. Uh, uh, I, 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 it was random, but it was great. It was fun. I mean, it was, it was cool to see him. I, I don't know if it was hilarious or whatever, but it was, it's cool to see him giving it a go. You know what I mean? It was, it was cool to see him taking a, a shot at the, the comedy net, if you will. So, um, I did reach out to Adam Sandler, uh, directly. I DM'd him on Instagram, uh, and I tweeted at him asking if I could open for him, open for him in St. Louis. Haven't gotten a response yet, unfortunately. So, you know, that's, that's all you can do. I don't know how else to try and get a hold of him. If you guys have any ideas or if you guys have a connection, feel free to let him know that I would, uh, kick ass as an opener for him in St. Louis. Appreciate that in advance. If you want to make some phone calls from Miguel old R2D2, thank you very much. All right. So the musical guest on Saturday Night Live, I have uh, two responses. Uh, I have two completely different responses. My first response is, hey, you know, way to go. Give it a go. Be creative. No boundaries. You know, go do you. Um, it was the, the artist uh, male singer, as far as I know. I don't know what they identify as, but it, it looked like a man to me dressed in a, a gigantic, ornate pink 
um, dress uh, with uh, fingernail jewels attached to the fingernails, something that I hadn't seen before. Uh, and, 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 and so my first response, I've already said supportive. Second response was, what the fuck was that? That's my second. I've got my, my New York woke response. <laughs> I've got my Florida red state response. So <laughs> I should, I should, uh, I should start doing that. I think that could be a funny, uh, thing like the, 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 the Michael Oldroyd two angled response that my New York woke response and then my, my, uh, Florida red state, um, you know, you know, Republican response, my, my Democrat side and my, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck was that? Right. So who the fuck gave that guy confidence to do that? No. All right. So, uh, is that a man or what the fuck? What's up with all these they, thems? That's like <laughs> my Adam Sandler voice disguised as, uh, super hardcore, like, uh, DeSantis lover, you know? Anyway, uh, is there anything else that I want to say? Yeah, about this, uh, we're still in comedy world, are there? Oh, yeah, as I was trying to find the episode today, uh, on Peacock, or aka Peacock, I, I, it, it, the only thing that I could see that was free was the very first episode or the first season of Saturday Night Live, I started watching the very first episode of Saturday Night Live that ever went out, and it was it was interesting to see it. I will say, uh, George Carlin was the host, and it was in the same studio 8H as they use today, uh, back in the 70s, I think 1974, 1975. He was the host, and he was actually talking about our sport, American football. So it was so interesting to see the very first episode of Saturday Night Live. Um, being hosted by the famous George Carlin, who looks just like Mark Oldroyd, my dad. Uh, and he was talking about American football and, and the breakdown of basically the American way of, of conquering. Um, I wonder if uh, DeSantis would consider uh, George Carlin's monologue as indoctrination rather than education. <laughs> uh but uh, anyway, it was really interesting to hear. His, he also talked about American baseball as well. Uh, but yeah, football, American football and comedy, two of my biggest loves, intertwined in the very first episode of Saturday Night Live by one of the greatest. So kind of cool to see that. Uh, you can all watch it if you haven't seen it before. But it was interesting to go back and see like the very beginning, the the nucleus or the the, the, the genesis of SNL, you know. Uh, finally, oh, I, I think I already said this, but Jimmy Fallon is, is no longer on Hulu to my knowledge. Now he's on Peacock and, uh, I guess direct TV, DVR and, uh, Spectrum. So anyway, that's really the, that's what I've got for you right now in my comedy world. I, I went to Google like comedy shows on TV right now or good comedy shows or popular comedy shows just so I could have something else for you. And honestly, I already, I already forgot. So <laughs> You know, let's do that real quick. Good comedy shows on television. Good comedy shows on television. Is that the laziest fucking most uncreative uh, thing that I could possibly put in this segment of 
what's going on in the comedy world? Well, guess what? That You're going to get it anyway. Uh, it says Barry is supposed to be good. There's three seasons of that. Parks and Recreation. Man vs. B, one season. Doom Patrol. Future Man. Okay, I'm going to stop doing this now because it's uh, stupid. It's a, it's a stupid thing. Here's some Time Magazine put out the 11 funniest shows on TV right now. Um... Am I gonna am I gonna read it? Uh, I guess I, I guess I won't. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm made the list. I'll, I'll just read a couple of them. Dairy Girls, D E R R Y. Uh, Girls Fiva, five E V A. Uh, I think you should leave. Mythic Quest. What the. I've never even heard of these shows. Jesus is how Succession is on here. Wow, that's wild. Anyway, I don't even know if I'm reading the right list. Does that sound right to you guys? Whatever. That's 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 all I'm gonna talk about for what's going on in the comedy world for now. All right, we're an hour in. I need to wrap this shit up. Hello. Are we doing this again? I thought you just talked about what's going on in the comedy world. My comedy world. Sorry, I didn't know that what's going on in your comedy world is, like, more important. It's not. Oh, it's not? Uh, that's why you put a third? Okay, I apologize. Bukaki? Well, let's listen. Let's listen to what's going on in Michael's comedy world, you freaking narcissist. Okay. What is going on in Michael's comedy world? Michael's comedy world. Michael's comedy world. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm actually tired. Well, I guess it's not that surprising. It's 11.40 p.m. right now, and I did so many hours of driving this last weekend, which is appropriate to talk about now because I'm talking about what's going on in my comedy world, and it was a weekend of working comedy as a working, traveling headliner, ladies and gentlemen. So um, I'll tell you about that here in a second. I want to start off by talking about this article that's coming out in... Voyage, I think. Is it Voyage? Anyway, there's a, they're interviewing me for some, uh, for some, about my comedy career, which is fun. So uh, I'll probably post about that here when they publish it. Uh, hopefully I can get verified on Instagram pretty soon. Huh? If you guys don't follow me on Instagram, go ahead and uh, help me out. It's the droid, T-H-E. D-R-O-Y-D. Once again, that's at the droid with a Y, right? Follow me. Uh, I think that the, the social media that, that is doing best for me, <laughs> Facebook first, then uh, Instagram, and then YouTube. Um, I've, got, I've got the ones that I'd like to be doing better. I got off TikTok, as I told you before. I'd like Twitter to be doing well, but I, like I said before, I think uh, Jack Dorsey did something to my account. He's the founder of Twitter because I knew his ex-girlfriend that he was dating. And I don't think he liked that. Uh, I think she was kind of into me to be honest, but I think he fucked with my account. So my Twitter doesn't like reach. And when I tweet stuff, it can be really good. It, you look at the metrics of like the reach. It's, it's not, it doesn't like get seen by many eyes. So if you guys want to follow me and uh, battle battle back against Jack Dorsey and tell him that he can't, he can only hold me down for so long. 
uh, you know, follow me on Twitter if you want, because I do tweet uh, organic stuff. I was talking about how we can't just try to serve the algorithm, right? True art has to be self-expression and come from within, uh, even if it's not what we think will get a lot of likes or things going viral. So I will be stuttered by scholars someday for tweeting nonstop art into the abyss without getting a ton of reinforcement on Twitter because deep down in my heart, I know it's good art and it's, it's satisfying and nourishing for me to express myself. And even though that medium doesn't get uh, too much uh, pop, you know, I still do it. Some people may think it's crazy and some people may look at it someday and say, this is the best art in modern history. Uh, like a, a future Van Gogh of comedy. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, just comedic diarrhea. Uh, so feel free to check her out. Uh, are there any other mediums that I am pushing for? SoundCloud, if you want to follow me on SoundCloud. I need to finish this freaking album. I realize that when I'm done with these shows, that'd be a great piece of merch to sell. I'm, I'm currently, I'll tell you about my, my merch here in a second, but uh, uh, a comedy music album would be with skits like Adam Sandler and whatnot so that I could not only sell that, but also incorporate that into some of my shows eventually. Kind of, you know, like when Sandler does his concerts, he, I don't think he does much stand-up. It's like a lot of music songs and it's a lot of theatrics, you know. It's like a concert, essentially, rather than like a, a stand-up comedy performance. So, It'll be, it'll be fun to see the two greatest, you know, Jim Gaffigan is straight stand-up and then, you know, Sandler is like more of a concert with musical humor and, and whatnot. So I'll, I'll be seeing uh, two, of, two of some of the greatest of all time in back-to-back -back nights here coming up soon. So I'm excited about that. Um, I submitted to the Boston Comedy Festival over the weekend. I had a really good performance. I think I told you guys that um, not this last Saturday, but the Saturday before I got a really... My camera died halfway through the, the performance, but <clears throat> part of that tape really um, was hot. In fact, I sent it to the uh, the hub of the Funny Bone chain, who uh, they own a lot of the improvs and Funny Bones all around the country, and uh, sent it to the mothership. Uh, don't ask me how I have that contact information. Um, but I did send it and I did get, did get a response, uh, a positive response for the first time in my comedy career. Uh, I got further with that chain and they are, uh, interested in having me, uh, audition in Columbus, Ohio, where the, the main comedy club is. So I'm really excited about that. It's a big deal. Um, and, uh, and it's really fucking cool. So congratulations to me and thank you guys. Congratulations to us, meaning anyone who is uh, close with me and who's helped me um, to get to this point where I am continuing to make positive steps forward in, in this game, in this industry, in, in this difficult uh, daily grind and battle toward you know me becoming the best comedian that I can be. So I'm excited about that. It's a really big deal, guys. So um, great to have some of that tape. Uh, great to hopefully um, 
hopefully I'm able to get into the Boston Comedy Festival this year because that'd be a, a really big step forward. Um, so in addition to having that tape, addition to those updates, talked about my weekend of shows this last weekend, which were really good. Made some good money. I'm not going to get into the specifics of how much money I made this weekend, but it was a solid weekend of of, of making money on the road. Uh, I was in three cities in three nights. Uh, Thursday, I traveled up to Columbus, Georgia, a new place in Georgia I hadn't been before. I headlined a, a room there called the Comedy or called the Loft. It was a, like a musical slash comedy venue. Really cool spot downtown Columbus, Georgia. It reminded me of downtown Columbia. Again, I hadn't been there before, but it had a charm to the town. Uh, and obviously, Georgia just won the national championship recently uh, in football. So uh, I, I was lucky to have uh, a healthy um, number of people in the audience that were really into the football stuff, uh, my football material. So it really resonated. They we, just, we really connected. It was out of the three, actually, I did four shows. Uh, over the weekend and out of the four shows I think that was my favorite if I had to choose one just because of how much they liked the football stuff and how much we really connected and they appreciated me and I felt seen by them they understand football they they understand the walk-on um what's take you know what that means and what what's required of of a walk-on it just it just it was just like a good thing you know we had some some good uh, bonding there, I feel, and and the head the the, the feature there, um, was was uh, a guy I hadn't worked with before, and I and I thought that he uh, did a great job. Uh, what let me let me let me tell you, his name's Rob Smiles. He's from Orlando, uh, and it was fun working with him. Uh, it was a two person show. He he opened for me, and then I went on. And, uh, and then I found a, uh, found a hotel in, um, Alabama on my way to, where the fuck, forgive me if I'm talking a little slow, I am a little tired, so let's think here. I, I, I set it up so that I had a show in Columbus, Georgia, I got booked in Columbus, Georgia Thursday night and booked in Fort Walton at a, at a place called The Block, which I had performed at back in October, I think. So it was my second time at this comedy club called The Block in Fort Walton, Florida, which is near Destin, Florida. It's up in the panhandle. It's past. I had to drive past Panama City. So anyway, I set up a, a show on Friday in Panama City because I didn't have a, a, a thing that night. And I ended up doing two shows there. And I worked with a, a guy named Michael Statham. Uh, him and uh, a guy named Compton. Uh, Smith uh, have a have a, a place called the library where they run shows like six or seven nights a week. Uh, they're hustling and you know making making comedy happen there in, in Panama, uh, as well as uh, my friend Jason Hedden puts on shows nearby there, and uh, you know there's a scene there in Panama City. So I never thought I'd go back to Panama City after spring break when I was in college, but you know sure enough I've gone back twice in the last six months to do shows and uh, appreciated uh, Michael and Compton uh, for putting me up uh, Friday on two shows and then I appreciate Jason for putting me up in the past uh, when, when Trevor Glassman and I were passing through on our way to I believe it was on our way to Atlanta 
um, when we did some shows out there last year. So uh, I stayed in an Alabama, Dothan, Dothan, Alabama. Have you guys heard of it? Stayed at the Courtyard Marriott there, used some points, was able to get a free stay, essentially, I guess you could call it. I mean, obviously, it's not free because I had to earn those points and use them. So now I can't use that and give up the opportunity cost of, you know, those points. But nevertheless, uh, and then I crashed at uh, uh, Michael and Compton's place. They offered to let me crash on their couch Friday night in Panama City after the two shows. Headlined uh, them. Uh, it was a fun, more intimate room. Uh, smaller, smaller room, but full. A lot of people came out to support. Had some friends that came out uh, Friday. Uh, had some fun. You know, we, we laughed. Uh, you know, every, the lineup that night was funny. You know, we had uh, a handful of people get up um, that night. A guy named Scott Ashton Jernigan uh, was on the lineup, and then another guy who. Um, who was uh, really funny? Was it um? Who was this guy? Edmund Eddie Kane Allen. Is that does that sound right? He was pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's who it was. He he featured went on I guess right before me, and uh, killed it. You know, and uh, and and it was it was great. You know, tore it up. We we had some 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 good times there. Uh, and then I had an early start to head on down to Fort Walton Saturday morning Had you know, had a hotel provided for me for the gig and, uh, right there on the, on the, on the, on the beach, actually, uh, same place as last time did my show there, had fun, uh, you know, enjoyed, enjoyed whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? enjoyed the the comedy uh and and the feature that night the guy who opened for me was Stephen Henry uh who I know from the Tampa scene here and it was great to work with him he's funny uh Vanessa Ray uh emceed for us and she was very funny and it was cool to meet the the people in the crowd at each of these shows I just want to if, if I got any new listeners that I met uh, at the show or that you saw me perform, I just want to thank you guys for being a great audience this last weekend and, and coming up and buying my merch. You know, I sold a decent amount of merch uh, at, 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 at all the shows over the weekend. So thanks for the support there. Uh, you know, I had people, you know, get some new likes, some new fans, some new DMs thanking me for the show, people coming up after the show buying merch and, uh, whether they bought merch or not, a lot of thank yous and, and, you know, just like some genuine exchanges of gratitude and, and it was good. You know, I, I, I know I'm not being funny right now. It's because I've, I, I've shit out, I've shit out all my funny over the weekend and I'm, I'm just chill right now. I'm kind of tired. I got freaking Red Bull channel playing in the background here at almost midnight going into Tuesday. It's been a full week. Remember? Remember last week it was Martin Luther King Day, so I put out an episode on Tuesday because I wasn't able to get around to it before Monday morning. Uh, so hey, at least I'm not. Uh, at least it's a full week, you know. Kind of, I'm trying to make an analogy in my mind. You know, when the the Bucks played on Monday night, if they had to turn around and play 
on Sunday the, the next week if they had won, then that's a quick turnaround. That would have been like if I put out a episode 24 hours ago. You know, it's a little bit too quick for you guys, you know? So it's easy to say that when I'm making them an excuse for being too tired to put out an episode last night, right? So anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I just want to, yeah, I want to, I think I, I think I said what I want to say for the most part. Um, you know, th there's a there's a group called Library on Beck for any comedians that are looking for comedy in Panama City. They're the ones that put me up um, uh, on Friday, so give them a shout out. There was a, 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 a an Asian guy named Arthur in the audience that loved to heckle me and and try to you know become front and center. Uh, tried to become the show, so, you know, Arthur, if you're listening, I'm mad at you for disrupting the show, but I also like you, you, you are entertaining, and you're, you're, you're really something, I'll say that much, so, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's kind of, uh, the weekend in a nutshell, uh, what do I have coming down the pike, so yeah, I, 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 I Sunday I woke up, uh, stayed in that hotel, uh, before driving back and woke up to a nice, I could hear the, the waves while I was sleeping and they were really loud. And I, and I looked at my phone and there was like a, a, a storm warning. I was, it was, the waves were so loud and I had not heard them before that, that I was actually kind of concerned. And I was like, is it gonna, being so close to the water, it made me nervous. It reminded me of my, my air mattress joke a little bit. I sleep on an air mattress in case there's a tsunami, but no, it was, uh, it was pretty intense. Uh, I could hear the, the swells, brah, you know, but the next morning the, the storm had receded and there was a lot of fog and I went out and walked out on the, the beach and it was a beautiful, beautiful way to start the day. Very cleansing, good for the soul. I saw an old man out there with uh, a younger person and I thought to myself, he had such a big, genuine smile on his face. I was like, man, that 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 guy's making it seem like it must not be that bad to be old. And then I thought, well, maybe it's it's he's so happy because he's on the beach. Who knows? Whatever it was, it was a good thing. Maybe it's both. Either way, it was a positive thing. It was, it was cleansing. It was it was awesome. You know, white sandy beach, and you know, just uh, just just really appreciative. You know. It reminded me kind of of uh, that movie. I don't know if you guys have seen The Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. And uh, I forget the kid who played. Uh, Tom Hanks plays this dude named Michael in The Road to Perdition, which is ironic. It's called The Road to. That, that means The Road to Hell. But it's a movie about like gangsters. And he, um, he plays the part. Of a of a guy who's involved kind of with uh, with these people that uh, that are kind of gang ish or gangster. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you the plot of the movie on my podcast. You can look it up. Either way, it's an intriguing one. Jude Law plays this like super like scary dude, like a bad bad scum of the earth type dude. So Jude Law can play good and bad, which is pretty talented. And um, the Road to Perdition, the movie starts and ends with a scene of. Michael's son, who I think his name is either Michael or his middle name's Michael, and he's looking out at the ocean waves, and it's like a paradise type beginning slash end, you know. And uh, 
kind of looked like that and reminded me of it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Road to Perdition, but it's an interesting movie. Anyway, saw that one with my dad. All right, so uh, what's going? What's coming down the pipe? Oh, what did I do today? Did I do any comedy? Worked on comedy, been doing some some comedy outreach, getting going now that I'm getting settled in my new place, you know, reaching out to some people. Obviously, you know, the funny bun slash improv uh, response that I got is very encouraging, very exciting. It's a big deal. So getting in touch with some people, uh, you know, open for some business in 2023. I uh, got some things in the books already, uh, filling some dates, you know what I mean? So what's going on this week? Well, uh, tomorrow I'll be at the Marriott. I'll be doing trivia night as usual, comedic trivia where I have some fun, do some riffing, have a good time. Come on out, 6 to 8 p.m., downtown, Marriott, on the water, close to where Tom Brady threw the Super Bowl trophy a few years ago, I believe. I was not living here at the time. I moved here shortly after that. Anyway, Wednesday night, I'm actually doing comedy at a strip club, believe it or not. Where am I doing comedy? Wednesday night. Uh, let me look it up and tell you because I have to look everything up these days, I guess. Wednesday, the show is at Emperor's Gentleman's Club. Uh, starts at 10 o'clock. John Jacobs from MTV is hosting. John's one of my friends. Good dude here in Tampa. He's actually moving to London and then New York. Uh, but hilarious Cool guy, kind. Uh, he's hosting this uh, show, and there's going to be some some decent names on the lineup with us. So uh, it's going to be fun. Come on out, ten o'clock is when we start. I'll probably go on late. Couldn't not do comedy in a strip club. You know what I mean? Uh, especially since I know the, the you know since I know John. Uh, I feel like. Uh, I feel weird about strip clubs, but, uh, you know, when you're there with people that you know, it's a little better, I think. Anyway, that's my own thing based on, I think, what I told you guys, probably what happened in China. So, probably good to go into one just to kind of overcome my PTSD of being, um, what was it, uh, held hostage. So, anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do the comedy in the strip club. That'll be good. Maybe I'll talk about the... The China experience that I had, uh, where uh, where I was extorted for money. Uh, uh, so yeah, um, yeah. Anywho, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I TBD. I, I may be doing comedy at Coconuts those nights. Saturday, I. Since I, I just learned that Gasparilla is actually going to be this coming weekend and not last weekend, I'll probably be at Gasparilla on Saturday and, and recovering on Sunday. So I'll probably do, you know, maybe Thursday or Friday at Coconuts uh, and, and, and then um, enjoy a nice, my last weekend here uh, in Tampa before uh, my trip to New York. Um, and then... Um, and then my trip to Missouri and then, uh, I'm still nailing down the actual dates for the Colorado trip. So back to back weekends, I'll be traveling, um, you know, February, first, first, uh, weekend in February, New York, second one, St. Louis for the Adam Sandler concert slash my dad's birthday. So, um, 
Oh, yeah, and then this coming weekend, obviously, I'll be watching football games, too. There's two huge games. We've already talked about those. Who do I see in the Super Bowl movement? I think it'd be cool. I think a couple scenarios would be cool. I mean, obviously, I, I do like I like Patrick Mahomes. You can't not like him. I hope that he... I hope that he that his high ankle sprain is not too bad. It was kind of concerning when we saw that. It was nice to see that the x-ray came back without showing any broken bones. I don't know if they're telling the truth or not. Uh, hopefully they are. Um, uh, you know, I wonder if his wife, maybe a year ago when they won that game and his wife sprayed all of the peasants with champagne in the cold without their consent, uh, didn't hear that. I didn't. I don't think she did that again this year. So that, glad she learned her lesson because that came off. Even though she was celebrating, it came off kind of insensitive to the um, to the people that you know that that, that you know were, were in the freezing cold that she was spraying. So definitely a moment to celebrate. But you know she's she, just. I think you guys get it. She was spraying it from out from the box. That's the box seats she had where it's warm. And it was freezing out there. So anyway, uh, I'm sure she's she was probably just drunk and really happy. I'm not I'm not bashing her for it. And, um, you know, I I I you can't not appreciate Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and, and the Chiefs organization. And you know, Kansas City is a great town. Got a lot of friends there, of course, and a lot of con- connection to Kansas City. Uh, I have so love the, you know. The, the idea of the Niners going back and playing the Bengals for another matchup. You know, they had a couple Super Bowls in the 80s when Joe Montana won. Joe Montana and John Taylor, Jerry Rice, when, you know, they beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So that'd be a cool matchup to see. Um, I think, you know, it'd be cool to either see like a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl or a Niners Bengals, I think. I don't really care to see another Niners-Chiefs matchup in the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, I just think we've we've already seen that. Whatever, you know, I I don't really care. In all honesty, I fuck it, you know. (laughs) I'm not playing. My body has uh, not allowed me to continue training all out. I did have a good week of uh, working out last week, but, you know. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back this season, guys, to, to play in the NFL. Not looking, it's not, it's not in the cards, you know, it's not in the cards. So I, I, I accept that. Uh, am I getting ready for a potential XFL season? No, I'm not really interested in the XFL. You know, I, it's either NFL or nothing. I don't care to make a, a salary that you can make driving Uber to play football and put more wear and tear on my mind and body in the XFL for uh, a chance to play in the NFL. I'd rather go straight to the NFL, try to get on a practice squad and go that way. And uh, the way things are looking, is it possible for next season? Uh, Not really where my mind is at the moment. You know what I mean? Focus back on comedy now. Um, Finishing this comedy album, getting around doing my comedy. So, I don't know, you know, I, 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 I'm not, I'm, I, I'll never say never, but at this moment, it, it's not my number one priority anymore. You know, I had a great 
wave of training at the end of last year, great several months stint of getting back in shape and felt motivated. Uh, but, um, you know, there's just some things out of our control and, and this is where fate has taken me. So, uh, we'll see, uh, I'll keep you in the loop. I'm not saying I'm hundred percent out, but, um, just how, this is how it's shaping up at the moment, you know? So that's kind of where we are. So um, I think that's all I'm going to say for my comedy world for now, guys. Thank you. Your world? Oh, what are you talking about? That's like so weird, and I don't know why my accent is changing over time. Who am I? Oh, this is... No, what type of instrument is that? Bukaki! That's fun. You're fun. We're fun. Michael, let's hear about you. Oh my gosh, how do you do? I am so excited to be here with you. Let us do this one last segment all for you. Is there anything else that I haven't talked about that is worth talking about at this point? Uh, Lots of driving this last weekend. I think I told you that. Six and a half hour drive home on Sunday after I had a nice time at the beach. Uh, I wanted to get up really early and, and, and make it back so that I could watch both games on TV. But I had to listen to the first game and not see it because I spent uh, time walking out on the beach. Uh, and uh, I don't regret that, you know. So it was soothing for the soul. Uh, uh. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so I'll I'll wrap this up. Um, I talked about my upcoming trips. I talked about my my training and how my body has responded. Seems like that muscle that I pulled in my rib cage, the phantom pain where Jesus was stabbed by the Roman soldier, you know, that's the best area where I could describe where the pain was coming from, right there in the thoracic cavity between upper stomach and lower chest, in between the ribs and deep in there, uh, seems to have gone away. Uh, so that's a good thing. I didn't work out today, so I'll start my workout week probably tomorrow. Got to get an oil change. I can tell running out of oil on that whip, you know what I mean? <laughs> now I'm just telling you guys shit that you don't give a fuck about. <laughs> got to get, gotta get my car washed up. You know, maybe get some new uh, air in the tires. Uh, you know, make sure that I equalize the tire rotation. What else do you guys not give a shit about? You know, could go to the grocery store soon, you know, to get some more supplies. You know, make sure that I, uh, you know, that I ate the perishable items before I went on my three-day stint. And now, as a result of that, there isn't as much nourishment in my household, so I could... Maybe stop by the store and get some more. Uh, need, glad that I took out the trash today. And I also um, am, I need to recycle some items uh, that I did not throw into the trash because I'm trying to be good to the environment. Are there any other fun little updates for you guys? I played a little bit of Call of Duty World War II last week. I was getting in the habit of online gaming. Uh, enjoying the new apartment, hanging out, um, meeting new people here and there, uh, 
using my um, whiteboards to, you know, be productive in 2023. I have three different whiteboards, areas of focus for the whole year. I also have a monthly calendar and I have a weekly calendar, which I fill out and I stick to so that I can maximize and keep my goals and priority in real time in front of my face as I navigate through the year and through life. <laughs> you guys want to know anything else about me? How many times I've had intercourse in 2023? How many times I've jerked off? What kind of stats do you guys want, huh? Um, have I christened my new place yet? You guys want to know that? Because I'm not going to tell you. What else do you want to know? Uh, there is, uh, uh, there is a, a place nearby where you can become a member to a yacht club or a boat club and you can pay... You know, they say the, the, the worst, the best thing about ha uh, boats is not having, is knowing someone who has a boat that, so that you don't have to. So there's a lot of maintenance and cost and time and energy that you have to, if you, if you have a boat. So if you want the next best thing, you can uh, have a friend who has a boat or you can uh, join this thing I found about where you pay like $2,000 and it gets you 25 hours on the water and access to this uh, this company or this club's fleet of boats. You know, you, you pay two grand, which is like basically $80 an hour, and you can use that time however you want. You can break it up and, you know, you know reserve boats that are available in advance. So I'm thinking about doing that because uh, it's the same as essentially having a boat without having to pay all the costs and, you know, probably use it just as much if not more than you would if you owned one you know so uh i live near where that that location of that fleet or that club that yacht i don't know if it's called a boat club or a yacht club or whatever but anyway i am looking into it because i do think it'd be pretty cool um and i i live here and i think it's cool to maximize i love um, i love you know, snowboarding and skiing, and I love, you know, I'd like to say surfing, but I, I'm really not good at surfing, and there's not really surfing in the bay, because we're on the bay side, so there's not really waves here, like there are on the east side in um, Ponce de Leon Beach, which is New Smyrna Beach, uh, where, the, where the surfing is really good, and where the shark attacks are, so um, not too many sharks on the bay side. Uh, and also not too many waves, but definitely um, a good place to get out on the water. And uh, looking into that now that I'm getting settled in, uh, in, in addition to my upcoming trip. So I've really got plenty to keep my hands full, plenty to be thankful for. I'm feeling healthy. I can tell I need to get some rest now. Getting that scratchy throat, getting a little tired. You know how the body gets when it's time to, to get rest. Uh, the podcast has been going on long enough, an hour and 38 minutes. I would have liked to have cut it at an hour and 30, so I'd like to apologize to you guys for boring you if I am. Is there anything that I want to say? I, I, you know, sometimes I do a prayer. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a prayer for fun, and then we'll call it. So, dear God, dear love, 
because that is to me that is the definition of God. I I pray for all of us that we that we um, embrace and embody uh, the true spirit of love. Um, that we don't get hung up on the unnecessary rituals and the, the mental psychological games and sometimes torture that can come with uh, organized religion. I, I, I pray for the true embodiment and, and embracement and, and, and the giving of love, the, the giving and receiving of love in each of us um, um, because um, in my heart and in my hope, that is what it is and should be about anyway. Um, it, love is, 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 is the answer. It's what I believe. And, uh, and I, I thank you for the, the courage to, to have that without being hung up on, um, on a lot of the things that, uh, I think, uh, hold, hold people up in, in, in religion. So, um, I pray it's a gift of, uh, freedom, uh, and it's a gift of, um, you know, it's, it's awesome. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that, um, others can, can have that gift that I, that I, uh, I don't know if it's, it's how I see it or how I choose to see it, but I, I, it's, I, I feel liberated by the clarity in getting rid of all the externals and just distilling it down to love. So, um, politics, my, my, my religion and my, and my spirituality is freedom and love. So, um, I'm not a Democrat. I don't identify as a, you know, like a, like in, like a, you know, a specific type of Christian or whatever. I wouldn't even necessarily just limit it to, 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 to just Christian. I, I, I identify as a, a believer in love and freedom and an embracer of that. That's, that's, that's my religion, love and, and freedom. So thank you for giving me those. And, and I pray that, uh, that others are blessed with it and, uh, and that, um, that we have a good week and that, um, that we continue moving forward to a better, uh, to a better tomorrow. So in the name of all that is good, I pray. Amen. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.